0: people on the other side of the line, welcome to listen to the 13th episode of the Better Monday podcast. I can't believe we've already recorded over 10 episodes, wow. (laughs) The last episode was a little bit different than usual. It was our Christmas special with a 10-minute mindfulness meditation, and I really hope you guys enjoyed it. Even a short meditation session can help you to breathe more lightly, and I highly encourage everyone to give it a try. But hey, on this Better Monday podcast episode, me and Lori Mihaly lewin talk about returning work after a baby. A topic that surely interests all parents during these strange times, with homeschooling and such Lori is actually a lawyer by profession, but she is also a working mom who had her own struggle when returning work after her two children. Nowadays, she is helping new parents to adjust to the new situation with her company called Mindful Return. My name is Mila Heikkilä, and this is the Better Monday podcast powered by Sophocus. Hello, Lori, and welcome to our Bitter Monday podcast. It's nice to have you as our guest. It's really great to be here, Mila. Thank you so much for having me. How's your morning uh, been so far?
1: Oh, well, this is the very first week of school for us. Uh, We are 100% virtual this year uh, in Washington, D.C. I have two boys who are seven and nine. And so my um, morning has been pretty crazy because our tutor babysitter who we've hired as a stopgap measure so my husband and I can actually work called in sick this morning so everything is topsy-turvy and I'm here and I'm fine so it's good to be here.
0: (laughs) A bit hectic then (laughs) yeah but that's normal life I guess like when you have kids like anything can happen and you have to just like uh, adjust
1: to the situation. Right so (laughs) all morning I've just been telling myself pivot 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 and uh and I'm pivoting and I'm here <laughs> that's great okay so uh
0: my first question to you is what makes a bit of monday for you now it's thursday when we are recording but if it would be what one- monday um
1: what would make it a good one for you yeah so i think my answer to this has changed since covid began back in march But in pandemic land, the two things that make it a better Monday for me are, one, if I've had some alone time over the weekend to recharge, and my husband and I, for the past few months, have been sort of swapping off three-hour chunks on the weekends when we can sort of just go and do our own thing and decompress and plan out our week and all of that. And then the second thing that makes it a better Monday for me is having childcare because (laughs) there's... Uh, been a huge gap in that over the past few months. And um, I've really recognized the value in having another set of adult hands and or a massive structure like school involved in our lives.
0: Yeah, I can, I can believe that I don't have um, kids of my own, but (laughs) I have uh, colleagues who have kids and uh, many friends who have kids and they they've been telling me like, uh, wow, this Corona pandemic situation has changed their lives completely. Like, uh, if the kindergartens are closed, like you have to do the work and homeschooling and everything at the same time, so must be really, really hectic.
1: Yeah, it's been chaotic, to, to put it bluntly, <laughs> and um, I don't know that there's an end in sight anytime soon, at least here in the states. And uh, it's frustrating not knowing when the end is going to arrive or what that means (laughs) i just hope for a vaccine soon
0: yeah yeah me too (laughs) but hey um to um give our listeners some kind of an idea of who you are and uh, what do you do uh, could you give us a little introduction
1: absolutely so i am in washington dc as i mentioned and i wear two hats professionally Um, i am both a lawyer in a healthcare practice of a really large international law firm where I'm a partner. Um, And then I also in the other half of my professional work week run a company called mindful return that helps new parents transition back to work after parental leave. And I founded that company six years ago after having one child and finding the transition to working parenthood challenging and that there weren't very many resources for that transition And then I had baby number two and pretty much went off the rails myself and, um, you know, decided that it was time to do something about uh, the lack of support for working parents. So I I run those two companies. I'm married to a wonderful redhead. We're a family of four redheads and we have two redheaded boys um, who, as I mentioned, are seven and nine, second and fourth grade. And uh, we're just, you know, putting one foot in front of the other these days.
0: Um, your background is in law. Like, was it just? Uh, I don't know. Like, how did you come up come up with the idea of creating this mindful return? Where where did it come from?
1: Sheer desperation, Mila. <laughs> um, I mean, I was full time at a. I was in house at a healthcare trade association. Whenever I had my two boys, and as I said, after I had my second child, I was in a pretty dark place. Um, I was often crying on the kitchen floor. Both babies, both children were waking up a lot at night. So I was very sleep deprived. And I just felt like I didn't know how I was going to manage it all. And I took this online course called the Abundant Mama Project, um, which was a four week online program for moms all over the world. Um, not about going back to work, but just about like how to find the abundance in life instead of just the overwhelm. And connecting with these other moms and saying, oh, my gosh, like this isn't just me. <laughs> this is, you know, the overwhelm of life. And here are some strategies we can use to be calmer about it um, really uplifted me. And I said to my husband, somebody should create something similar to this course, but for new moms who are going back to work after leave because they really need the community of support and they need tools and gratitude practices and ways to transition more smoothly. And my husband, who is an entrepreneur and um, a career coach, sort of challenged me and said, well, what are you going to do about it? (laughs) And so uh, (laughs) I took the dare and started blogging and started creating a four-week online cohort based program for new parents. And we started off with just moms. And then two years later, added the dad course as well, because employers were asking us for gender neutral programming, which I really appreciated. And it's sort of grown, you know, over the past six years, we have um, started offering the program, not just to individuals, but to companies as a parental leave benefit. And there are now 67 companies that offer uh, the mindful return courses to their new parents to help them come back to work. So um, it's been sort of a, a labor of love over the past couple of years, but um, a journey that I'm really proud of.
0: That's, that's really amazing. And uh, well, I've seen my friends coming back to work after parental leave. And uh, um, I don't know, Um I, I think myself, I would really appreciate this kind of a course after, after coming back to work, uh, since, uh, I don't know, it, it seems hard. Like, I cannot tell because I haven't done it myself, <laughs> but it, it, really, it really seems stressful.
1: If ever one day you make that transition, we will welcome you with open arms into one of our cohorts. <laughs> There's a new cohort every other month, so, you know, always one right around the corner.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, thank you. <laughs> Uh, hey, uh, what is usually the biggest challenge new parents face when returning work after parental leave?
1: Is there just one or, <laughs> or are there, probably there is plenty? There are so many. It's hard to figure out what to say first. I'd say that for myself... I think the A number one challenge probably was sleep deprivation because it affected everything else about my life and my ability to function and think clearly and all of that. Um, And I don't really know the way around that uh, other than, you know, just waiting until your baby sleeps better and doing different sleep training um, practices and that sort of thing. Um, But other than that, I'd say one of the really big problems is the stigma that is attached to taking leave and having children in a lot of places, especially for mothers. So there's this motherhood penalty. And um, that's been well documented in the workplace. Uh, ironically, there's also a fatherhood bonus. So companies think that they need to you know, pay the dads more because now they have a family to support. But the moms, oh, well, they're not serious about their job anymore. And so I think there's sort of combating the internal dialogue about your worth in the workplace and combating what are actual real biases out there and so all of that i think leads to and is coupled with a lot of guilt that the new parents face about you know should i be with my child right now or should i be home and am i missing some of those you know first firsts that my child is going through and all of that so there's a lot of um psychological warfare going on when you go back to work
0: yeah yeah I I believe that since uh, I've been quite career-oriented, like always, (laughs) and and that's probably one reason why I never even thought of having kids because my career was was, and is still uh, the first thing in my life in a way. Uh, But uh, if the situation was a bit different, like if it was more, I don't know, acceptable or like, I don't know, like somehow... Uh, normal for for moms uh, to have kids and like uh, companies would appreciate that and see that that um, even as a plus for for the person I don't know maybe the situation would be different for me as well I don't know
1: yeah you're you're speaking my language here I mean my goal really is to normalize working parenthood you said the word normal I think Mm. that's spot on and the other message that I try to convey both in the course and in all the work that I do is that becoming a parent actually sharpens all of your leadership skills. I mean, if you think about all of the um, the qualities that make a really amazing leader, like think of somebody you really admire either in your company or in the world, like what skills do they have that you admire about them? Those skills are probably the things that parenthood is really good at teaching you. So for example, um, the ability to prioritize really well, empathy, um, problem solving skills, right? Being able to connect with people, like all of those things you're growing by, you know, having a child at home and learning how to do all these things. I often joke that one of the skills that I, um, you know, really amped up in my first couple of years of parenthood was being able to communicate with challenging clients who couldn't communicate their needs very well, (laughs) Um, which is something that, you know, happens all the time at home and translates to the workplace. So, My message is that um, in in contrast to this narrative where we believe that somehow becoming a working parent diminishes our value in the workplace, in fact, working parenthood is the perfect training ground for leadership. And I wish more people would talk about it that way.
0: Mm. Wise words. (laughs) What tips could you give to our listeners so that their return could be a bit easier than maybe yours? was when when you returned (laughs) to work after parental leave.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. In creating Mindful Return, I created what I wished had existed whenever I went through it. (laughs) Um, In the Mindful Return program, and I wrote a book called Back to Work After Baby, which um, also really focuses on the four themes that I'm about to mention. So I'll give you maybe, there are a thousand tips, but maybe one tip in each of the four themes. So the four themes are um, a mindful mindset for going back to work, the logistics of returning to work, leadership in the space of returning to work, and building community. So I'll perhaps offer one suggestion in each of those four categories, because I think that if you focus on those four themes as you return, that your head will just be in a much better place. So in terms of mindfulness um, and a mindful mindset for going back, I think it's worth um thinking about implementing some rituals into your day that are tiny, right? We're talking about micro mindfulness and micro self-care here, because you don't have time for massive getaways and that sort of thing, but micro um, pieces of your day that are just for you and that are, you know, worthy pauses. So you might build into your shower, um, the plan to set an intention for your day while you're in the shower. Um, On my commute to work before COVID hit and I had a commute, I would stop off at a park bench or a hotel lobby and turn on a wonderful app called Insight Timer, which is a a free meditation app just for five minutes to have that space between work and home. And if you're working from home, you can, you know, when you get to your home office, um, you know, just sit quietly and breathe for a couple of minutes and set a timer to remind you to do that. So I think like just building in those tiny spaces in the day can make a really, really big world of difference as you make the transition back. In terms of logistics, I'd say one of the things that I encourage mindful return participants to think about is really to dare to dream about what sort of flexibility they need in the workplace and then, you know, to to ask for that flexibility and to really work on negotiating that. Um, so it might be that your hours need to be a little bit different, or it might be that you are um, thinking about a phased back approach to work. So maybe that very first week you go back after parental leave, maybe you're not going back Monday morning and going the full 40 hours or however much you're working that week. You know, Maybe you're starting on a Wednesday and maybe you're just doing two days the first week and maybe there's a way that you can ramp up. So I think those things are worth um thinking through and also thinking through ramping up childcare, right? So maybe your um baby or child, you know, doesn't need to um go to child care for the full time on the very first day. Maybe there's a ramp up schedule. Um so you know think about think about ways that you'll be able to ease back and then ask for those things. Um in terms of leadership Um, I I've already mentioned my spiel about um, viewing your return as a positive thing. One thing that I really encourage folks to do is um, in that return um, you'll probably have some sort of review period coming up, right? Um, Because we all get reviewed in our jobs. And I really encourage new parents to include in your review conversation, all the work that you did to make the leave and return go smoothly. So I think that's um, that the planning and effort that goes into transitioning projects and making sure that everything is lined up for your leave and return falls in that category of hidden office housework that often falls on women. And so I encourage people to go ahead and take some credit for that and make sure people know all the effort that you put into making sure that the transition was smooth. And then finally, in the community category, um, you know, find other working parents, particularly at your office or, um, you know, who you're connected with and have lunch or coffee or a virtual lunch or a virtual coffee with them on the first day back or the second day back, you know, sometime during that week, because um, your ability to sort of connect with someone who's been through it before, who can really validate your feelings and say to you, hey, like, this is a totally normal way to feel on your first day back at work um, can be really helpful. And then to the extent you can stay in touch with working parent communities or build them at your office or whatever, um, you know, that can really help to support you. Um, to the extent you are a leader of a working parent group at your um, company or your organization, or you're thinking of starting one, um, I run an email list specifically for leaders of working parent groups. So um, feel free to go to mindfulreturn.com forward slash WPGN, which stands for a working parent group network, so that you can connect to other people who are leading working parent efforts at their organizations.
0: I think there's actually quite a lot of uh, research on uh, community and how how it can empower you when you are um, handling a a new situation or hard times, like the community can do a lot for you.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. The people who go through the Mindful Return course say like, the content's great and I love all the tips, but really like hearing other people say me too in the chats and the forums and whatever is so um, reassuring to them. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. Uh, Then what about the organizations? Like what could they do to help their employees return work after a long period or a long break?
1: Yeah. So I I think the very first thing is to acknowledge that there are issues with the return and it's not just like, okay, your employee's back and everything is like it was, you know, a few months ago. So to spend some time um, really, you know, I know a lot of organizations who do focus groups and talk to parents about their return to work experience and, and, you know, ask them, well, what, what would have made it better for you when you came back? I think instilling the con the idea in leaders that um, we believe in the new parents for the long term is a really important message telling new parents like we're here for you we're going to help you through this we'll figure it out um can go a long way in quelling a lot of that anxiety um so you know making sure that leadership is communicating those messages is really great i think there's a lot that folks can do in terms of policies um whether that's um you know paid leave, um, if it's ramp up and ramp down policies where, for example, an employee still gets paid the full amount, but is allowed to come back like 60% and then 80% and, you know, sort of ramp back up, that can be really helpful. I mean, providing tools and resources like um, coaching and like the Mindful Return course can really help folks to come back in a more empowered way. And then making sure that the new parents get tapped into and connected to any of the company's existing resources relating to parents, so there may be an ERG, an employee resource group, at your company that's related to caregiving, but there may not be a communication that tells the new parents that you know that that exists. Um, I'd say backup care is another really um, fantastic benefit that companies are more and more uh, likely to provide, at least in the U.S., and I think it's catching on in other places. Um, where you know when your normal care provider gets ill or sick, the company will provide a certain number of days of subsidized care so that the employee can continue to work. And I know that's a very reassuring benefit for a lot of people.
0: Yeah, definitely. In Finland, the situation is luckily a little bit different since our government is guaranteeing Daycare for for new parents, so that's <laughs> that's amazing. But uh, I also have friends in the USA, and uh, I <laughs> oh,
1: heard that we have that. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. I've heard that it's it's working a little bit differently, so it's amazing if your company can provide you with with daycare or like a backup daycare. That's amazing.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Hey, do you have any other tips? Like, how can companies support their employees' work life balance in general?
1: Yeah. So. I think COVID has proven to us that flexibility and remote work are so possible in ways that a lot of the naysayers previously said, it's just, you know, we have to all be there and see each other in person in order for it to work. And so I think to the extent, even as um, the situation hopefully improves globally, and we're able to one day return to whatever normal looks like, um, that we can use those lessons and really promote flexibility. I think one thing that employers can do that really helps women in the workforce is to degender the flexibility options and to degender the leave taking and the paid leave and to really encourage men to take their full leave and to get as involved as possible early on in the caregiving of the child because the data shows that that actually really helps women's careers when the dads are involved early on. Um, and so to the extent employers can encourage the destigmatization of men taking leave, it will, you know, encourage everybody to feel more comfortable about it.
0: Yeah. Uh, how to take care of yourself and your own work-life balance nowadays?
1: Yeah. So I view it as fundamental <laughs> that I take care of myself. Otherwise, there would be no opportunity to uh, work without burnout. Um so for myself I do a couple of things that I think are really important rituals. I think first of all I'd mention that um there's a great book by Cal Newport called Deep Work. And in that book he talks about the fact that we have a finite amount of willpower every morning when we wake up and it gets depleted by the end of the day or probably much earlier in the day than we would like. But if we have routines and rituals built in, we don't have to use the willpower up, right, to do those things. So um, the things that sustain me are sort of built into my automatic daily activity so that I don't have to think about it and make a decision every day about whether or not to do the things. So whenever I get up and I take a shower, I have um, a practice every morning out on our screened-in porch whenever it's you know warm enough to go out there or inside um, where I put on an insight timer and do a, a yoga practice for about 15 or 20 minutes. And um, I have this wonderful book called... Um oh shoot and it's a it's a gratitude journal, and I'm suddenly blanking on the name of the gratitude journal um but uh the five minute the five minute journal is the name of it it's so, so simple it's almost easy to forget the five minute journal is prompts just for um you know morning and evening gratitude practices, and so it literally takes only five minutes to do, so I sort of incorporate that into my time on my yoga mat before. I get into the thick of dealing with kid chaos, <laughs> et cetera. Um, I do multitask my shower in the sense of setting my intention for the day. And, you know, being really taking a moment to pause and be really grateful for the fact that I have hot water, I have food, we have enough toilet paper, there's a roof over my head, we're not being bombed, you know, that sort of thing. Um, and then as I mentioned, um, my husband and I do try to swap off alone time on the weekend, which is really critical to my own mental health um and finally community i mean you mentioned how important and sustaining community is so my husband and i have a saturday evening meeting every week where hot date on the couch we sit down and we sort of like talk about our upcoming week and what bills need to be paid and all that logistical stuff but one one of the things that's on our agenda for the saturday meeting is you know does each of us have time alone and does each of us have some time scheduled with friends because we recognize like how important it is to make sure that we're connected to our friend communities, even though, you know, we're parents and we're all consumed by what's going on with our kids. So um, right now it's been much more uh, virtual in terms of, you know, virtual book club or whatnot, but we've been doing some, you know, socially distant walks in the park and that sort of thing with friends. And I think uh, it's just so important to keep those connections alive.
0: Yeah. I can relate to everything you said, and I I, I really love that you mentioned Inside Timer because, <laughs> because I've been using it for several years now, and I I I find that Yay. <laughs> awesome. Like uh, the thing that there's like really basic meditation and like meditation guidance as well. Uh, you can like take maybe five minutes meditation, and uh, it's it's enough if that's like the time that you got that that uh, day. So. I love it.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I I took a course a while back. It was uh, like, you know, an hour or two session called meditation for lawyers. And, um, the teacher said, like, if you don't have five minutes, take four. If you think you don't have four minutes, take three. If you don't think you don't have three minutes, take two. If you think you don't take one minute every single day, the important thing is just to do it. And I think that's so true. Um, like we all have a minute, we use it to scroll on our phones or go on Facebook or whatever, um, But we all have that time. We just need to sort of schedule it in and commit to it. Yeah, that's true.
0: (laughs) Hey, I still have one more question for you. Um, Name one happiness act that makes company a better employer
1: than all the others. (laughs) Um, I think listening to the employees is really, for me, the happiness act. Um, Right now, I'm finding that Companies that are willing to say to their employees, for example, we know you parents are in a crisis and we want to hear from you as to what's going on and how we can help, are the companies that are making their employees feel more reassured and more happy. I think parents right now know that companies can't solve all the problems because there's no uh, silver bullet to the problems that a lot of us are facing, um, but just acknowledging and hearing and sending out a message of empathy is probably the thing that makes uh, a company a happier place to work.
0: Yeah, definitely. And also, um, if if your employer is willing to listen, then it's easier for the employee also to go and uh, ask for something. Because uh, when there's like this open communication or atmosphere of open communication, it's like everything is so much easier. Absolutely.
1: Yep. Mm-hmm.
0: Thank you, Lori. This was amazing conversation, and and also a lot of new information for me as well, since, well, I'm, I'm not a parent yet, but maybe someday I will. So um, thank you.
1: You're welcome. Our, Mila.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm sure our listeners also liked this one.
1: Thanks. Wonderful. I, I really enjoyed our conversation too. And hopefully we'll, you know, take some of the fear and anxiety out of any... Perspective parenthood for anyone out there. It is possible we can work together to make this happen. Yeah. Yeah. I think
0: so too. <laughs> Thanks for having me on. Thank you for listening to Better Monday podcast. If you want to hear more, click to www.bettermonday.fi to subscribe and hear more. Stay safe, people, and keep up the good vibes.